2: Welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, 4 handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is a special Broads and Books bonus episode. Every week in our regular episodes, we tell you about
0: our favorite books based on different weekly themes. And here's the thing, no matter which episode you listen to, you get one clear message – we love books so much. We want to marry them. Marry the hell out marry of them. Marry oh, them. Oh,
2: marry them so oh, many times, I want to again do like and, a and again. Look at this marriage <laughs> with you and books and everything. <laughs> and that got us thinking that those authors that write those books probably love books too.
0: They probably do. They probably want to marry books too. Yeah. We should ask them about it. We should. We could have just used our extensive power. It's overwhelming I how mean, big our power so is. So much yeah. power to find out that information and hoard it for us. But we didn't. We are sharing it with you, our wonderful listeners. So, welcome
2: to our new bonus series, The Broads Talk Books With. And this is where we talk to some of the authors we've recommended or will recommend soon and nerd out about books.
0: And boy, you guys, today we've got Angie Kim, superstar, author of Miracle Creek, which has been winning all the awards lately. Mm-hmm. And Aaron called it. You picked it right from the start, Aaron. You knew this was a winner. I did. Yeah. Those of you who have
2: been listening for a while will remember, I recommended Miracle Creep it... Creep. <laughs> She'll love that change she will. to the title. Yeah, Miracle it's actually Creek. Miracle Creek. Let me <laughs> emphasize the K. In episode 17, where we talked about utility players, Angie was a lawyer before she became a star writer. Mm-hmm. Turns out she's also just amazing.
0: She is. She is a wonderful human being. She is. I had no idea when I recommended it how amazing she is. Yes. So we reached out to Angie because we like her so much and turns out she likes us too. Right. It's like we found out that our crush liked us back. Like, liked us, liked us. Liked us, liked us. So we might be going steady now, do
2: you think? Yeah, I think we are. Angie, will you go study with us? Will you marry us? Is that too soon? (laughs) Oh,
0: shoot. I always do that. Oh, man, you went too hard in. Oh,
2: sorry. Okay, I retract the proposal. We can just go study. (laughs) (laughs) So we called Angie up and asked her all kinds of questions about what books she loved growing up and how she finds her book recommendations and what
0: she demands that you read right now. So here's the thing. We recorded that conversation like we did with our other authors. And technology, it's wonderful, Erin. It's wonderful until it's not. Mm -hmm. And in this case, technology in particular did not like you. It just erased me. I'd be hurt if this didn't happen a lot from
2: technology.
0: Yeah, that's that seems to be your thing. Yeah, just gone, <laughs> just erased. So Aaron's microphone actually did not record it. Like it shut itself down. It was like, listen, <sighs> you're done. Yeah, you don't want any more of this. So instead of listening to an entire one sided conversation where it just sounds like I'm ignoring you <laughs> through the whole thing, <laughs> we're using a bit of a different format than our other Q and A's. We're innovating. We are. We're defying technology.
2: We're you technology. Yeah, don't even worry about it. You try to keep me down oh no (laughs) no i'd like to think maybe it was self-protective like you like her too much settle down we're shutting you down
0: shut down wow yeah the technology read jokes on it was like boom we gotta shut this shit down yeah yeah but so here's what we're gonna do you'll hear us talk through the questions that we asked angie and then you'll hear clips from our recorded discussion with angie you'll you'll get the idea as it goes caveat you're gonna hear me laughing a lot because You can't hear Aaron laughing a lot. It just sounds like (laughs) I am fully dominating the conversation. But don't worry.
2: No, 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 no. Don't worry. I was laughing right along with Amy (laughs) having a great guffaw every time. There was a lot of guffaw. If Amy was laughing, I was laughing. Yes. Just know that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So first up, we like to ask our authors about their favorite books as kids or teens.
2: But Angie had a very unique childhood. She did. Listen to her tell about it.
1: So my answer to this is a little bit complicated by the fact that I moved to the US from Korea when I was 11 years old. So when I was in Korea, I lived in this tiny one room home with my parents. And so the three of us shared one room and like our room was like the size of most people's, let's say, average sized bedroom. So there was no room for anything. So we had like a rule about books. I couldn't keep any books around. Oh. Um, yeah. And I could only, and I could only borrow like from friends or teachers or whatever one book at a time. Got In it. Korea itself, I had this one book. It's called um, Candy, and it was about a plucky, blonde, blue-eyed orphan in America named Candy who, like, loses her best friend because her best friend in the orphanage is, like, beautiful and gets adopted by some, like, you know, (gasps) duke and duchess in England or something. (laughs) And so she goes, and then when she's, like, a teenager and she's in trouble, but she's very bright, she gets sent to this boarding school And, you know, it's like a charity case. And then she um does really well and then she realizes that her best friend from when she was like five is there. But she but the friend hasn't told anybody about her background, you know, of being an orphan and things, you know. Sounds
0: like sounds like you got a very (laughs) accurate representation of the US. Exactly. (laughs) This
1: is like to me, this was like America and this is how Americans (laughs) You know, and I guess the British also, you know, because they're all yes, conflated yes. together. That's how it all right? happens? Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so that was like my most prized possession, and, and I believe that I actually even got um, one volume of of this series um, for, as a birthday present, and that was the the one thing that we had was that uh, as a an exception to the rule that we couldn't have like lots of you know books around. Before my birthday, I was allowed to ask for whatever and keep it. Um, oh and so I asked for, you know, more books. And so my t- 10th birthday, we, I got this mystery series. And I think it may be the case that, um, it wasn't that I was so into mysteries. It's just that it happened to be the best looking set, you know, that looked, <laughs> you know, like hardcover <laughs> and whatever. And yes. that was something yeah. that my parents could afford. And, that happened to be on sale at wherever they were, were, or whatever. So I think that's what it was. But in any case, it was a very nice looking set of mysteries. And it was like Edgar Allan Poe and, oh, wow. you know, Sherlock Holmes and, you know, um, Dashiell Hammett and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I came over to the U.S. when I was 11 and I think I begged my parents to please let me bring this set because I just needed more time with it. And also I figured, you know, I don't speak the language, so I needed something to hold on to. And so we did bring it. Oh,
0: good. (laughs) And
1: yeah, and I just found it the other day at my parents going through, like helping them to downsize it. And I think this is why I just like grew to love mysteries because I had this set. Um, Of books. And that was all I had left of Korea and Korean reading. And, you know, so for like the first year, I didn't speak English at all. And so I read this series over and over again, I got to know it so well. That I acted it out, I acted out what would happen in between the scenes. I acted out what would happen after oh. the scene was over, you know, like the mystery solved, and then you know yes. like you have the celebration or whatever, and or the twist after you know this case is solved that you know like yeah uh, it it I, the Maltese Falcon ended a certain way, and I'd be like, but wait, this could happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were writing fan and fiction so, before it was a thing, yeah, yes. Do you right. remember your first books that you read in English that you really enjoyed?
1: Um, I stayed with my aunt and uncle. My parents worked in the grocery store in downtown Baltimore. It was a really, really, really dangerous area and they didn't want me anywhere near there. And so, and the hours were so long at the store that they had to sort of, you know, sleep at the store so that they could get some sleep. And so I stayed with my aunt and uncle. So my aunt was sort of my like surrogate mother in, in a sense. And she had come maybe 10 years before we had to the U S and she was an RN at, uh, Johns Hopkins hospital. And, um, she um, told me that one of the ways that she learned ha- like conversational English rather than formal, you know, book English was that she would read popular novels and then she would write down the phrases that seemed really, you know, like useful um, that she wow. could use in everyday conversation. And then she would memorize it and she would use, you know, the Korean uh, dictionary to sort of translate it and then memorize it and then try to use it in context the next day or whatever. So I thought wow. this sounded like a great idea. So yeah. I went through her books and um she was a huge lover of Sydney Sheldon. And remember, oh, I'm a, I'm eleven at this point. So yep. school. there's some uh there's some graphic content in <laughs> yes, there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so my favorite book was Rage of Angels. Oh, um boy. I was a good Catholic girl, and <laughs> so I thought, oh, Rage of Angels, like it's about <laughs> the angel, like, who gets, you totally know, sent out of, yeah. yeah, sent out of, you know, <laughs> kicked out of Eden or whatever it is, you know, the story. <laughs> and so it is not about that. No, it's about, no. it's about this, this woman, this beautiful ingenue, you know, like, woman named Jennifer Parker. And she is, um, like the world's greatest uh, litigator. She's very, you know, she's like 20 or something but she becomes like one of the best litigators in the country and she is like at the same time um the secret lover to a US senator who becomes the US president and at Whoa. the same time she is the lover of or mistress like the head mistress or whatever of like a mafia don. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on. And I loved this book. I just, you know, like, think about it. Like, as an 11-year-old girl, you're like, this is like, this is all about America. Yes. And it's about the promise of America and how you can do anything you set your mind to. (laughs)
0: You could be mistresses to two people. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So there was all that. So she was an excellent (laughs) role model. I really loved her so much. No, I'm in all seriousness. I really think this is why I became a lawyer because I really wanted to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love this so, so much. It was so wonderful. And in fact, Erin,
2: what did you get recently? I got myself a copy of Rage of Angels you sure did I did describe the condition of the book well I just I had to see what it was all about and it wasn't that easy to find sure so I ended up with a used copy mm-hmm. and I was delighted when the envelope came I tore into it mm-hmm. and it smelled like a <laughs> smoky musty parlor <laughs> at the back of a saloon
0: <laughs> or maybe a grandma's house just buried yes, in a grandma's house yes, yeah. yes that okay. also heavily smoked <laughs> Have you started the book yet? No. Okay, but I can't wait until list. you do because I want to see, yeah, like what you and Angie share because I think you're sharing a lot. I think so. This. I think yeah. so.
2: I yeah. I'm I'm holding it a little bit because it feels <laughs> you're so. Waiting. Yes, yes yeah. I'm trying to pace myself because as we already know, I already proposed. I need to pull back yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to, to really
0: like calm mm-hmm. down. Yeah, self check myself. Don't want to scare her off. No, man. no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a good thing that microphone cut itself off. Right. <laughs> So next up, we wanted to know if Angie is also overwhelmed by her to-read pile and where she gets her books. You'll like this.
1: So I probably get most book recommendations from, um, I think, Bookstagram these days just because Bookstagram has been such an amazing community um, supporting me, which I didn't even realize that there was a thing called Bookstagram until, what, like earlier this year. Uh, but I, you know, there are certain books that I just see some of, um, people who've now become really good friends, um, who just post, you know, some amazing reviews about it and it makes me really want to pick it up and read it. Um, Mm -hmm. lately I think I've been so busy with, um, this year with travel and things that I haven't had as much time to just do pleasure reading. And so I have so many books that are on my TBR just from my friends that I've gotten to be really good, um, you know, be good friends with and who I've met through debut author groups and through mm-hmm. book festivals and stuff like that. And then I hear them talk about their book and I just I just can't wait to read it. And so I have so many of those books piled <laughs> up. It's good to hear um, and,
0: we're not the only ones with no, just unachievable. Yeah. No, it's yeah.
1: unachievable, but I will <laughs> brag a little bit and tell you that oh, I read 8 books in this past week. Holy um, crap. Yeah. I was okay, so proud okay. of myself. Yeah, and yeah, some, yeah and so and I think all of them were books that I quote unquote had to read, you know, that I had said that I would blurb or review a book or um I'm moderating a panel with, you know, three of those, uh, th- those authors. So right before I, you know, moderated the panel, I wanted to have the books fresh in my mind. So I wanted to read all three of them that week, that type of thing. And wow. so just through all that weird. And then, um, earlier this week for a day, I got, I and one of my kids got sick. So I was like in bed all day. So I was like, Oh, oh this is amazing. Like a great yes. time to just catch up. And so I was so happy that I was sick, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. Yeah. Hey,
0: wh- we take it wherever we can get it, the time. Absolutely. You know? Right. Yeah. Don't
1: you, don't you feel like that sometimes that like yes. you just need like a break from life? And like sometimes that takes getting, you know, a little sick, like getting sick is worth it from every once in a while, ironically yes. and weirdly.
0: It is always good to hear that we're not the only ones with out of control lists because it's 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 out of control, Erin. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's out of control. yeah.
2: And you know, she mentioned that she doesn't have a ton of time to read because she's on a book tour, so we wanted to know more about
0: that. We love hearing about book tours and how fans act around authors, Um, maybe because we think we would probably get a little weird around some of our favorite authors. For sure. We just want to know, like, you know, what's the standard? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, does everyone get as crazy as we do? Yeah. So that way we can prepare ourselves. So we asked Angie about her weirdest fan interaction, and it's pretty amazing. It is amazing. But fair warning, our
2: language gets filthy right about now. It usually is, but sometimes we try to be like a
0: little less sailor-like than we I are in this club. I don't why do that, actually. I don't even know why I hold back. Yeah. Because this section is just glorious. It is. It's glorious. So Angie loves the F word as much as we do, and so do
1: her fans. Mm-hmm. My weirdest fan interaction. I think my weirdest <laughs> – does online count?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: So there is this um, Goodreads – I guess it's weirdest, but it's also, I think, my favorite. So on Goodreads – One that I saw this, um, one review one day and it started with fuck this book. And I was like, (laughs) Oh no, this is just not good. This is just not good. This is going to be bad. This is going to be. Oh, so I'm just like, Oh, I should just close it right now, but I couldn't help myself. Like I, you know, that masochistic (laughs) part of you. And so you're just like, All right, I'm going to keep going. And it was amazing. It was almost like a poem. And I actually like, I want to make a t-shirt or something and wear it around. So (laughs) I'm not going to do it justice. I'm not going to do it justice. And it's very long, but it's something like this. It's like, fuck this book fuck this book for being so fucking amazing. Fuck this book for, you know, for being the book that made me stay up all night so that I would be basically fired the next day because I couldn't function. (laughs) And, you know, fuck all the people who told me how fucking amazing this book is because they were so fucking right. And now I can't tell them to go fuck off because they were right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it ended with something like, and fuck amazon because i can't even you know post this review on the amazon because they'll delete it because of all the fucks you know and so <laughs> and then they're just like fuck this book fuck amazon fuck me fuck my life and it was just like oh, oh my god, god. yeah and it's, it's brilliant like, yeah it's so brilliant and she, i got her um it, her felicia is uh her um name i think i think that's right yes exactly and and i got her um permission to share it like and tweet it and take screenshots and because i just was so delighted by it i just thought i i and i've now shared it with my author friends and we all agree this is the best fucking review anybody has ever written ever
0: yeah and i also yeah you need to make the t-shirts or we will help you because
1: that's incredible right isn't it great yeah Yeah, i love that yeah (laughs) Oh, this is, I'm having so much fun. I love oh, that you guys. I love that you guys get to do this like every week. This is amazing. She loves us.
0: She loves us, Aaron. The love is mutual. Oh, and, so mutual. And you know, while we were talking to Angie, uh, Aaron, you and I kept looking at each other in this interview, like, "Oh my fucking god, this is happening! It's happening!"
2: Um, Yeah, we did and it did it actually happened I mean no one knows that it happened for me but it did actually happen
0: so (laughs) (laughs) we're not just pretending that Erin was here no I don't think you would have allowed me to talk to her are you kidding no 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 No. that would have been murderous rage yes (laughs) (laughs) that might have been the end of our podcast done yeah over So we also love hearing about authors meeting other authors.
2: We have our own daydreams about meeting people that we really revere. And authors are probably just as full of insecurities about it as we are.
0: And what's great is Angie had a dream author she wanted to meet, and it actually went great.
1: Uh, Laura (laughs) Lippmann. Laura Lippmann. I really wanted to meet Laura Lippmann. I think Laura Lippmann may be the only person... Um, that I can say this about. She has something like 23 books out. Okay. And I have read and loved all of them. You know how like sometimes, you know, with writers, with writers, with that many books, sometimes like one, you'll be like, ah, that's okay. But like, I don't love it. Like with all her books, I love all of them. She's such an idol. And like, I just admire her so much. She's also from Baltimore. Um, and so I've now met her, I think three times, and it's just, I, I've, she's just been so supportive and amazing. Um, and the last time we met, we did this, um, panel together with Megan Abbott, um, called, um, Unlikable Women. Oh my God, um, that sounds yeah. amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And yeah, and Jean Redman and Jennifer Hillier and I were the panelists. And so, and then I, we were like, oh, beforehand, we were like, oh, we need to drink if we're going to be unlikable women. <laughs> so they I think they were <laughs> kidding. But, um, it was and like 4 p.m. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. not. So I actually brought, you know, those tiny little bottles of, um, vodka that yes. they hand out. Yeah. So I brought several of those and I put them into the water glasses, like a little bit, not, <laughs> not too much, just a little bit for everybody. <laughs> we had like a little time before, before we started because I figured, you yeah. oh, know, if you're going to talk about unlikable women, like we need to, got to get that. into it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Amazing. I love it when authors just love books and their writers as much as anyone
0: else. It's so great. Yes. Like, I feel like then, you know, we're one step closer to them. Yes. Yes.
2: As you listeners know, we love pop culture stuff as much as books. So we love to hear about what authors are reading and consuming right now. And Angie had some truly
0: great recommendations.
1: Um, I would normally go to something TV just because I'm, so, Well, you know what, I am gonna, I'm I'm gonna say, it's a TV and podcast together, so it's the oh. West Wing. It's the West Wing and the West Wing oh. Weekly. Um, yes. And I am I'm I, I've been a really devoted like listener of the West Wing Weekly podcast, and um, and now it's nearing the end. I think we're down to like the last three episodes, and then they're going to be done uh, because we're at the end of you know the the episodes of the actual TV show itself. Um, so is and it's,
0: every is every podcast episode dedicated to one of the episodes of the show? Ex-
1: yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. My gosh. So what, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they did was um this um super fan of the West Wing approached um Joshua Molina, um, one of the actors, and sort mm-hmm. of and asked him if he wanted to do this crazy podcast. And you know, and he was like, sure, why not? And so they have this really funny, awesome podcast, sort of like a male version of the two of you, um, TV <laughs> two, you know, books. No, seriously. When I, yes. when I, when I first, um, heard you guys, I was like, oh my God, I love this dynamic. I love, you know, so, um, and it really sort of reminded me of that. Like, so, so funny Thank and you. irreverent and like talking about, The things that you love but at the same time like just going off on these crazy tangents that are so much fun um (laughs) i just love it yeah yes exactly (laughs) and so um but yeah they so they decided to start at the beginning and they just decided to just take one episode at a time and they would watch it and then they would discuss it and so this happened once every week and then now incredibly we're near the end so because we're nearing the end um you know, and I've been rewatching. I've, this is probably my sixth or seventh time watching that series. And it just feels really sort of um, poignant, especially right now, given what's going yes. on in our political climate. Yep. And just the idealism of that era is just so, you know, interesting to me. So I just love getting lost in this. So that's sort of my obsession right now.
0: That's so interesting. We uh, we have some diehard Democrats here that are doing the same thing. <laughs> They're like reliving the the hope and the optimism
1: of West Wing. I know, it's, I know. It's tough. Yeah, it's really really tough, and it's tough, you know, being here in D.C. too. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh, I bet. Well, we're here in Iowa where it's you know gearing up <gasps> the caucus, yes, and, and it's just yeah, it's nonstop it all year long. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, I'm in Virginia, where it's you know it's a, we we get a little bit of that because um, uh-huh. we've been a little more sort of swing and unpredictable lately. But I cannot imagine you guys. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, it's wow. A,
0: yeah. I mean, we do get a lot of you know random candidate sightings at a place that Aaron and I went to lunch to about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Cory Booker was there the next day, and we're like,
1: "Damn it, just missed Aww. him." Oh, oh. Yes. Cory Booker, he was, he was my, um, class president in college. What? Yeah. Whoa, oh my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. He went to Harvard.
0: Oh my God. No,
1: I went to, I went to Stanford undergrad and you he went was Stanford. my, okay. yeah. And he was a football oh, player. Oh my God. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. And
0: then. Oh, it's and, good to know he's not a, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I went to, um, law school with Obama. Um, we overlapped oh, one my year. God. He was, he was in my oh. husband's class. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just there's too much here. There's too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's his, incredible. So yeah, you're you're best friends, was, right? And you no, hang out no, all the not, time?
1: Not oh. at Damn all, it. but no, Damn totally it. not at all. But he did he did um brush with fame. So he did play my husband was in the same class with him and um my husband played basketball with him. And oh I mean, you know, just like pick up basketball in the gym or whatever. And then, um, and then his class of the law review was the class that picked my class of the law review. So that's we have a little bit of oh. you know overlap or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to need fame. you to Yay. I'm
0: going to need you to reconnect <laughs> your your connection so right, that we can right, be two right. degrees away. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Right,
1: right.
0: <laughs> Angie, we're at the end of our questions, but okay. thank you so much. This was so fun.
1: I had so much fun. Yeah, I'm going to have so much fun re-listening back to this. Yay! Yay! <laughs> okay, awesome. thank
0: have you. Have a great night. Okay, Aaron. So, as we've said multiple times, we didn't hear your voice much during the interview, which sounds like I just cheated you out of this interview, but it's technology's you fault. You didn't. So, I want you to have the floor now. What did you love about this interview? It's hard to pick. Yeah. I love so many things. Mm-hmm. I think
2: one of the things that I really, really loved was uh, the books that she read. Yeah. At such a young age, like at age 11, The Rage of Angels. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, I bought it. Um, or reading eight books in a week because she's sick. It's so relatable. It's beautiful. Like wa- enjoying a virus yes. because <laughs> I can read Come more. on, virus. So I can yes. read some more. Yeah. Yes. I also... Loved her whole story of childhood and what books meant to her yeah. and wanting yeah. to bring them and have them and it kind of reminds you how lucky we are to have the space and time a lot to yes. collect books like we do
0: even the physical space yes. like she was talking about yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. it kind of reminds you sometimes you you take that for granted but it's such a, a beautiful part of my life that i would miss so terribly mm-hmm. so
0: yeah I also loved that she just, you know, casually mentioned she knows Cory Booker and Obama. Like, you know, no big deal. Right? Like, oh, you were already cool, and now you're cooler. Right. And
2: one thing I should mention that we had to cut because of the mic, that she actually had five careers prior to being a writer. And they were all, like, super amazing. Mm -hmm. So she's even more of a utility player than we realized. Yeah. And, by the way, she wants to be a Broadway singer, so... (laughs) And I feel like nothing's impossible with her, so I, I could have that happen.
0: I bet she was sort of downplaying her ability. Yeah. I bet if she'd started singing for us, it'd be have like, been oh my gosh,
2: yeah, Miracle Creek, the Broadway show. <laughs> I don't know if that translates, but starring the author and starring she can the Author,
0: yeah, I'm yeah. here for it. Wow, I, now I'm thinking about the songs for that show. I mean, there'd be some doozies. Yeah, <laughs> woo, <laughs> that
2: soundtrack. <laughs> it's gonna be one to listen to in your car. Yes,
0: So I think we just need a regular check in with Angie, you know, next time we'll make sure that my microphone is turned off because fair is fair. Yeah, that's fine.
2: I mean, yeah. I don't know if we should just come clean now and just say that I went into a catatonic state because I was so excited to talk to her. So no, I was lying about the state. <laughs> no, really. Yeah, yeah. I was that excited, but uh, we'll be back next Wednesday though with our regular themed weekly episodes and in the meantime you can head to our website, broadsandbooks.com to check out all of those episodes. And if you've missed any, particularly number 17, Utility Players, mm-hmm. now's a perfect time to get listening.
0: Like we said, this is a new series of bonus episodes that we're providing, but we've got even more. Like, did you know that we released a Holiday Traditions remix on Thanksgiving Day? If you haven't listened yet, there's still time to F up your holidays. Yes. We give you recommendations. We make you laugh. So give us a review. Tell
2: us how much you love us. And we would love you forever. Yeah. I might even freak out about you as much as I did Angie Kim. She might. And one great place that you can do that is that pod chaser you can find other podcasts you love you can find our list of podcasts we love and you can write a review you can gush about how much you love angie kim now yeah it's like you
0: created this it's like technology actually is your you know special skill and you created this
2: no one that knows me would believe that but i will take it
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you've been listening to our regular themed episodes you know we've taken some great listener ideas too Uh, So if you have a theme suggestion or a challenge, send it our way. You can find us on
2: Facebook, Twitter,
0: the website. You can find Podcat on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's very active. So active.
2: And if you're in Iowa, you can hit Plain Talk Books for our shelf.
0: Happy reading.